Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction, and Saving Me One Day at a Time, Finding Light Amidst the Shadows of Addiction. I am here for you, and this podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well to reclaim your power, and to live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. So since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing that we can do is take back our power and focus on us ourselves. Just remember that the thoughts and perspectives that I share on this show are mine and those of the guests on the show. So if you ever hear anything harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and we always aim to do better and we value your feedback as well as your permission to be human. So please use all the content here as educational and informational and not for the purpose of medical diagnosis, treatment, or prescription in any form. That being said, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I remember my mom used to ask me back when I was in the muck, she would say, Andrea, how are you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm doing as good as you could expect to be doing when you love someone with an addiction. (laughs) It's absolutely so trying. And I just want to wrap you in love and compassion and hugs. And um, that's why I'm here. I'm here so you don't feel alone through all of this. And I remember thinking so many times, that I would say to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy. Like this is nuts. It's like, what's that jackal and hide? It's like what I was dealing with was so back and forth. It was so confusing. And I remember sometimes thinking like if I were a fly on the wall, like other words, like looking in at this relationship of what's going on, like him coming in at like the wee hours of the morning and then him like sleeping all day long at times. And just like all the stuff that I was dealing with, how he was talking to me and the kids. And like, you know, I remember thinking at one point, if I were a fly on the wall, like, and, and then talking to me, say, Andrea, what are you doing? Like, if you ever were to be with someone like this, like, like, do you see how he's talking to you? Or um, if if any of your friends ever saw what you were dealing with, like they would be saying, get the frig out. Or, you know, like it, it was amazing how I cannot tell you how many times I used to say to myself, 
this idea of a fly on the wall. And then I realized that this fly on the wall perspective actually kept me sane. It kept me realizing the realities of what was going on because only you and I, the listener, I know if you're, if you're listening, you, you know what I'm talking about. There are things that nobody knows that we're dealing with. When you love someone with an addiction, there are things that you've excused out. There's things that you've let go. There's things that maybe you have put put up with that you typically would never put up with. And so I just want to offer you this fly on the wall perspective because it helped me so much when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. It really put things into perspective for me and I can hear my dog just making some sounds. I'm just going to let my dog out and I will be right back. So we have all these chipmunks on our bird feeders and my dog's like, let me out, get at them. So I'm actually okay with my dog scaring them away because I don't want them to eat all my bird seed. (laughs) I'm a bird lover. I love birds. Love, love, love. And it's so pretty out there. All right. So this fly on the wall perspective is so great. It's a it, it almost offers like this glimpse into the realities of loving someone with an addiction. And so just imagine that. Imagine being a fly on the wall. It's like an unseen observer in the room that is kind of quietly purged, just kind of watching everything that's going on. And it's seeing all the intimate moments, all those conversations that are going on, all the quote, abusive language, the frustrations, the ups and downs that come with addiction, the lies, the manipulation, the frustration that comes with that, the arguments, the the list goes on. Uh, It also sees those quiet moments when the addicted loved one is not there, when you are super, super sad, when you are knocked down, when you are, for me, crying in my pillow. So this complex dealing of dealing with someone who has an addiction is so, 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 so hard. And this metaphor of the fly on the wall perspective is going to help you. And I hope it helps you provide this invaluable insight. It's almost like a check-in with reality. It's almost like that natural dose or that much needed dose of neutrality that makes you realize, holy cow, like holy cow, right? It grants you this power, I cannot tell you, that makes you stronger, that makes you resilient, right? Sometimes when you are sucked into the quicksand of addiction, you are like in this like crazy place that we forget what truth is, or we forget what, what, you know, we're deserving of what we're worthy of. We forget sometimes we need this much needed dose of reality check. We, sometimes we need to uh, get when we're in the like challenges of addiction is we get muddied our thoughts are not to mention there is addiction induced narcissism which comes with manipulation gaslighting which can make you question your own mind question what you've seen or said it can make you question like what like everything can seem convoluted and crazy when you are in the muck of loving someone with an addiction now can i get 
a yes. <laughs> um, have you experienced that? Uh, chances are if you love someone with an addiction. So this idea or in this episode, I really want to delve into the concepts of being, having a fly on the wall for you. Um, when you love someone with an addiction, exploring this concept can help you navigate this difficult terrain of addiction and almost helps you gain an honest perspective. So that's all that I want to get across today is that understanding this fly on the wall perspective shift and how it can help you. So this expression implies that, you know, that we have an observer who is entirely, you know, inconspicuous, but it can see everything. It can hear everything. It knows what's going on. It notices everything without us noticing it, right? So it's kind of what the fly on the wall indicates is like the expression is, is that I'm here watching everything go on, but you don't know what I am. So nobody's acting in any uh, like, you know, filtered way, so to speak. So it means that it witnesses with an unfiltered reality, right? It, it's it with unfiltered judgment is witnessing what's going on, the struggles, the behaviors without any interference of bias. And so this idea of the fly on the wall is that it's an objective observer. It's detached from emotions and it's seeing things for what it really is. There's no pre- uh, conceptions. There's no, um, there's no emotion in there and it can provide a very unique vantage point. So that's why we love this idea of the fly on the wall, because what that does is it provides us with what would the fly on the wall be saying right now, right? Or what's it seeing? Because it sees it from an unfiltered perspective. And so how this concept of fly on the wall perspective can help us. So what it can do is it can offer a very neutral observation. So from that perspective, it allows us to become more of an observer and it removes our emotion. It removes our emotion from it. So sometimes we can excuse out behavior like, well, you know, he was super rude to me last night because he had way too much to drink and uh, that's not really him. So then we forgive and then they give us the love bombing or whatever happens in the next morning. But that fly on the wall still saw that behavior. And I always say abuse is abuse is abuse is abuse. And so, which is a whole nother episode. So this perspective is an observation without emotion. It witnesses everything that's going on and it witnesses it objectively for what it really is. And that can help us gain a deeper understanding of the struggle. Like, so what would a fly on the wall be seeing in your home? What, or your, wherever you are, like, what would that fly on the wall be seeing if you, you know, had an argument in the car or had, you know, confrontation in the room, or even if you're not there, what's the fly seeing? Like with your addicted loved one, what are they doing? Right. What are we denying or maybe not, not admitting to ourselves? So really, really recognizing this concept. So it allows us to have a neutral neutrality and observation. So you can see maybe your partner sneaking alcohol into the room, or maybe, you know, um, really recognizing the depth of their addiction. Like, yeah, there is a problem there. Like they're bleeding every night, running nose whenever they are in bed onto the pillow. Like, you know, we might dismiss it a little bit or like question or come up with observations. Whereas a neutral fly on the wall might say like, 
yeah, there's something there kind of thing. Um, so usually a fly on the wall, the reason this perspective can help because it unveils realities that we may not be admitting to ourselves. It unveils what's going on behind closed doors and the realities of it, right? And so we might conceal things. We might add emotion to it. We might hold things back or we might excuse out behavior. We might be doing all those things, but the fly on the wall perspective is like, huh, here we go. Here are the realities that I'm seeing. Um, And being that fly on the wall reveals the extent of potential abuse, um, resistance, manipulation, denial. Uh, It reveals, you know, what might be going really on. And so this can help us because we sometimes need to see what is really going on. And so so I, I, I kind of really do love this because it can also help us assess the impact, right? A silent observer can assess the impact of like the addiction on a loved one. It kind of look, goes from that perspective of, you know, highlighting the potential harm that's caused from their behavior or the potential, you know, discomfort that you're experiencing that you might be putting on a brave face, but that fly sees you, sees you struggling, sees your sadness or your frustration or anger, right? So they, and I I say this one with all my heart because the fly would see the tears that are coming out of your eyes when you're there by yourself. Um, You know, maybe it sees them on a binge, right? And then you upset or you alone the entire weekend, the fly sees all that. And so, This is just all about this fly on the wall perspective to gain clearer perspective of how things are. Maybe it helps us in so many ways because it can help us with reflection and self-care and this fly on the wall perspective might encourage more self-reflection and might encourage us to and remind us of the importance of the realities of the situation and what needs to be done. And, and so allows us to really prioritize putting ourselves first and recognize and seeing things from a very honest perspective. So recognizing these realities allows us to detach from emotion, allows us to uh, go from a place uh, that, you know, that empowers us. It allows us to gain knowledge and awareness from a perspective that we might be overlooking. And so this fly on the wall perspective allows us to see the realities of addiction so that we can make better choices for ourselves. So we can make more informed choices to support our well-being and safeguard our well-being. Uh, It's so, so important, right? So here are some reflection questions for you. I thought that this is a good place to go for this is, I'm curious, what would your compassionate fly on the wall be shocked about? That one, that question alone, I remember my fly on the wall would be shocked that I allow that kind of talk to myself, that I would allow someone to be that rude to my children. My fly on the wall would be so shocked that I'm staying in this abuse for so long, my fly on the wall would be shocked that, you know, blah, 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 I can go on. Why, what would your, but be nice, <laughs> what would your compassionate fly on the wall be shocked about, right? When they're witnessing what's going on, the impact of addiction on you and your loved one. 
And then another good question is, um, in the role of an empathetic fly on the wall, what moments or behaviors would bring joy and happiness to what the fly is seeing? So thinking about the fly on the wall who is witnessing moments of joy and warmth and love, what would they be observing? So knowing and just kind of taking, shifting that perspective. Um, also, what would your fly on the wall, what strengths and resilience would the fly on the wall be seeing in you? Sometimes we forget about how resilient and strong and what our strengths are in what we're facing. What would your fly on the wall be thinking and saying to you about that? So also what changes or boundaries might your fly on the wall suggest? knowing that it's seeing everything that it's seeing, right? And the, the, and what, what would your fly on the wall suggest? Like what better, how could you better protect yourself and your well-being? What changes or boundaries might your fly on the wall be suggesting knowing what you're going through? So this is so cool. So through the eyes of the fly on the wall, right? Like what strength and resilience do you exhibit? And really what has become unnoticed to you and that you want to tap back into? So you can use that fly on the wall for a lot of things. So these questions, they just encourage self-reflection, a shift in perspective to help gain deeper understanding of how the complexity of addiction is really impacting you in your life. And sometimes we might be excusing out behavior or um, not looking at things as honestly as we could in that fly on the wall perspective really does put things into perspective. And so on this challenging journey of loving someone with an addiction, this perspective can be one of many valuable tools just to help you get a glimpse into the truth, into honesty, into a, a kind of like a reality check when the complexity of, of addiction are were maybe getting clouded. And I love this fly on the wall because it embraces us to navigate the the chaos that can come from a clearer understanding, from a, a more informed decision, from a place of neutrality where we're like, okay, so it can really help us to encourage our own self-care, to encourage safeguarding our well-being. And so I just hope that this idea of the unseen observer can be a source of strength for you, can be a source of resilience and ultimately help you in so many ways. So I hope that's helpful for you. I am going to do another episode really soon on the whole concept of abuse. And regardless of addiction, abuse is abuse is abuse. And um, I know I put up with a lot of things that probably should not have and uh, witnessed a lot of things that were questionable. And so in hindsight, it's, um, it's amazing of, you know, what we do, especially when we love someone with addiction. So awareness is just piece of the puzzle. So that is what I'm here for. I'm help, helping you with many tools and strategies, as well as coping mechanisms, as well as just opportunities to build your resilience, to build your strength back up um, in the face of addiction. So thank you, everybody. I hope that was super helpful and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. 
we are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.